So we are continuing our study on life sentences. What is the one sentence that might define each of these individuals who we've looked over? We've talked about Moses. Uh, in his epitaph, his life sentence might be the most humble man. Of course, Joshua is strong and courageous. And last week we spoke of Naomi, and she just did her part. Well, this week is kind of almost part two of the Naomi story, because as we talked about last week, Naomi's story really is within the story of Ruth. And I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this uh, kind of ex-daughter-in-law and her role and what she did and how she will be remembered. As we talked about last week, uh, Naomi falls on hard times, to say the least. She's lost her husband. She's lost her two boys. She's in a foreign land. And she just basically says, I have nothing. Don't call me pleasant. Call me bitter. She has a conversation with her ex-daughter-in-laws and says, go back to your mother's. Don't stay here any longer. I'm going to go back home uh, to my home country. Uh, and they say, well, we're, we, we should stay with you. And ultimately, Orpah is uh, going to uh, leave, but Ruth stays with her. And these are the famous words that Ruth shares that most of us have heard so many times. It says, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you will go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. Such an amazing statement. Such loyalty by a young lady who didn't owe Naomi anything. But the truth is, is that Ruth should not have gone with Naomi. She was better off staying with her own people. Because if she went with Naomi, she had three strikes against her. The first strike was that she was a Moabite, which meant that she was separated from the covenant. Now we all know that God commanded the Jews to show kindness to the alien and the fatherless and the widow. And it just so happens that Ruth was all three of these. But her real crime was that she was from Moab. Were the Jews obligated to show her any kindness? If you go back and look in Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 6, it says, No Ammonite or Moabite or any of their descendants may enter the assembly of the Lord, not even to the tenth generation. Do not seek a treaty of friendship with them as long as you live. Wow. How about this? 
Nehemiah chapter 13, starting in verse 1, it says, On that day the book of Moses was read aloud in the hearing of the people, and there it was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever be admitted into the assembly of God, because they had not met the Israelites with food and water, but had hired Balaam to call a curse down on them. Our God, however, turned the curse into a blessing. When the people heard this law, they excluded from Israel all who were of foreign descent. I mean, this is a big, big strike. Not only is she not allowed to enter into a worship, down to her tenth generation is not allowed to do that. Don't have anything to do with them. Exclude them from your group. This is strike number one against Ruth. Second strike is that she is a young widow. She didn't have the opportunities that women have today in, in which she could get a job or she could go work. There was no one to provide for her and women had no access to reputable jobs outside of the home. She had to rely on the charity of others and she was going to have to work hard. She was a Moabite, which meant that she didn't deserve to be around the assembly and down to the 10th generation. Her child, 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 child would not be allowed to enter. And on top of that, she was a widow. And third, of course, is that she had little hope of any future. This young woman was at best damaged goods. You couldn't even call her a second class citizen. Who would marry a hated Moabite? Ruth, stay home. It's better for you. And maybe Naomi understood this better. Maybe when Naomi talked about home, she didn't say, oh, by the way, we hate the Ammonites and the Moabites. But instead, Ruth insists on going with her. She could have stayed with her family, with her people, with her gods, and with hope of a future. But she gave all of that up. And no one would tell her that this was a good idea. Not even the one who could have benefited from her. Naomi would have loved to have Ruth with her. But she understood the sacrifice that it would take. And even Naomi said, don't go with me. But see, what we learn from Ruth is that God uses ordinary people like Ruth and like us to achieve His extraordinary plan. You see, the thing is, Ruth is a woman of noble character. We don't really use that word very often anymore. 
most people, if you talk about being noble, they think of this idea of nobility. That means that they're somehow involved in some kind of royal family. That's nobility. But noble can be best described in the way that chemists do that. And we have a, a slide up here that I want to show you. In chemistry, the noble metals are metals that are resistant to corrosion and oxidation in moist air. You will recognize only few of the eight noble metals. Can anybody name all eight of them, by the way? Probably Harold Brown can. Beside that, the eight noble metals are silver, gold, platinum, and of course, ruthenium. Isn't that odd? That Ruth gets a medal named after her? Now, you go back and look and they'll say, well, it has more to do with Russia because that means uh, that's Ruth and that's, that's noble. But I just love the idea that ruthenium, and I have no idea what ruthenium is. It has something to do with platinum and they, they mine about 35,000 tons a year and there's I, it, more than I would know what to do with. They, they put them in circuit boards. But here's what's interesting about metals and what makes them noble and what makes them not noble. Okay? You know this. You know what happens when you put a piece of metal that's not noble out into the elements. What's going to happen to it? Rust. The fancy word is oxidation. When the elements around it, when the surrounding elements get in or near those metals, it starts to cause corrosion. Now what's unique about these eight noble elements is that regardless what is around them, they do not change. Think about that for a moment. What makes gold and silver and platinum and ruthenium so precious is that they are not changed by their circumstances. This is the story of Ruth. She is not changed by her circumstances. Think about why she chose to follow Naomi. Why would she do it? She has nothing to gain from it. If there's any, ever a time when somebody should bail from their mother-in-law, this is the perfect one. She has no ties, no reason. It will not benefit her. She is going to stay with Naomi because she knows that's the right thing to do, even if she's not going to benefit from it. In that whole statement where she says, where you will go, I will go, and, and your people will be my people, and your God will be my God, she never says, and by the way, when I show up in your hometown, I may meet some hunk of a guy there, and we may get married, and I'm going to have a child, and that child's grandchild is going to be King David. That's why I want to go with you. She never says that. She never has this great plan for herself. All she says is, I'm going to do what's right regardless of the circumstances. Whether it benefits me or it doesn't. I'm going to show character. 
Because that is the right thing to do. You know, several years ago, I read a book by Randy Harris, and within that book, he, he made a statement that really has stuck with me. He says, what Christians need to do is we need to embed ourselves into a culture and begin committing subversive acts. And I always thought that was the weirdest statement, because anytime I think of subversive acts, I don't know why I picture like somebody with a spray paint can like tagging the side of a bridge. Like that's a subversive act. But Naomi, I'm sorry, Ruth is going to embed herself into Naomi's culture and she's going to begin to do subversive acts. She's going to show loyalty and faith and kindness where it is not merited or deserved or even expected. In fact, later on in the story, people will talk about Ruth and how she did what was not expected of her. She did extraordinary things. And that's a big fancy word. But all she did was extraordinary things. She showed character and kindness and love when her circumstances didn't deem it necessary. Several years ago, uh, when I was heading out of uh, Sweetwater, I had some good friends uh, give me a sign that they uh, uh, let me or, or gave to me to hang up in my office. And I want to read this to you. It says, People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. I have this hanging in my office and I look at it quite often. These are the words of Ruth. This is her story. If she chooses to go off with Naomi, there's a high likelihood that she will be an old widow who is unloved 
and dies in a foreign country all alone. And she says, I'm going to follow her anyway. And if by going there, she's treated unkindly, and she's left out to starve, she says, I'm going to go anyway. Each one of us are called to do extraordinary events. What does it mean to be noble? It means that regardless of our circumstances, we continue not to be moved by what is around us, but by what is inside of us. You see, the thing was, is that Ruth had three strikes against her. And the truth is, so do we. Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 11, says this. He says, Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth are called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision. Remember that at that time you were separated from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. Strike one. We are separated from the covenant. Strike two. We are aliens and foreigners. And strike three. We have no spiritual rights. But listen to this. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13. The following verse says this. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near to God by the blood of Christ. Do you see that change? That God is the one who redeems us. And our challenge and our call is to be ordinary people who will find ourselves within a culture, and within a family, within a workplace, where we continue to do what God has called us to do. I want us to remember this. That your faith and your character is not based on your circumstances, your education, your family, your bank account, or your opportunities. That has nothing to do with your faith or your character. A woman who lost her husband and had an opportunity to go back and make her own life said, you know what? I'm going to show faith by doing just a 
a little extraordinary act. And God rewards her for this. Naomi will say to Ruth in chapter 2 verse 12, May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Ruth believed in God. And so my question for each one of us is do we believe? Do we believe enough that regardless of what tomorrow looks like, can we be people of character? Can we be noble? And not let our surroundings change us or dilute us or oxidize us. But can we be people who show Jesus in tough times as well as good times? And that's my challenge for you this morning. I'm not going to pretend that life is great or easy or grand. I can tell you that as a 40-something father of three and husband of one, that life isn't always easy. And I can tell you that there have been challenges going on in my life that have just rocked me. And I'm left with deciding... What am I going to do? And the only thing I know to do is seek the shelter of a God whose wings will cover me. And I'm asking you to do the same thing. That we can trust in God and we can continue to live out His plan. May you be blessed this morning as you find yourself under the wings of an amazing God and stuck in a culture that doesn't even know Him. May we point to Him every day. If you need protection, salvation, and deliverance, if you recognize that you need that Redeemer just like Ruth, my encouragement for you this morning is that you will come forward and join us as we stand and sing.